Welcome to the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. Jeff Owens is the WEIU-FM director at Eastern Illinois University, and Joe Gisandi is the author of Field Guide to Covering Sports. The Sports and Media Show is a sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports. Now, let's go to the show. And it's time for the Sports and Media Show with Jeff. And Joe. Good afternoon, everyone. We're hoping you're having a great time. We are actually going to try something a little different today. Not only are we recording this show for our podcast, we're also on Facebook Live, so you can get a little behind the scenes of what it's like as we do our podcast here at the campus of Eastern Illinois University. I know that the first thing you want to touch base on uh, as we uh, welcome in the 2017 first show is what happened in the Eagles press box. Go ahead. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's something we've been talking about here a little bit is control. Um, a beat writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer, Jeff McLean, they were discussing a penalty in the Cowboys-Eagles game, and they were discussing it, you know, loudly in the corner, but not too loudly. It happens in every press box. Oh, yeah. If you've been in press boxes, which you've been in a lot of them too, people discuss things. Well, the, um, the VP for marketing and advertising told them that you need to be quiet. And he, and he just calmly explained, well, we're just trying to figure out what the penalty is. Yeah. Fifteen minutes later, security taps him on his shoulder and says, get out of here. And he gets kicked out completely. Can't finish, the, can't finish his coverage. Can't do this. This is a guy who's been doing it for eight years. And everybody in the room said that there was no problem with this guy whatsoever. But this is another example of an institution trying to control the message. Yeah. And that's, that hurts all of us. People think, oh, well, the heck with sports writers or whatever. It hurts all of us, whether it's the White House or the Eagles press box. It really doesn't make a difference. There's lots of things in between. Yeah, it wasn't something that seemed to be that deemed that somebody could get kicked out for. I mean, you know, maybe to be quiet a little bit or tone it down, I can get, but to kick him out, it seemed to me that there was probably more to the story that we'll never know. Yeah, it's. I mean, I mean, it's bullying. It's it's ignorant. It's it's disgraceful. It's it's you know they they made a non-incident into this huge incident, which is not what you want to do if you're in public relations, right? <laughs> exactly. The other thing that happened in media this week was uh, Brent Musburger during the Sugar Bowl. And i got to tell you, Brent, I'm an Oklahoma football fan, so I, I right, have to right, be I careful that. as I say this. But basically, kind of def- not really defended, but just wished that Joe Mixon, who got who, who a video came right. out and punched his girlfriend from a few years ago, came out recently and he, took, he served a suspension. He basically said he wishes that Joe Mixon would have a successful career that he, and he believes in second chances. Well, even during the broadcast, Musburger and the AB, ESPN and all his Twitter were just getting bombarded by saying, you're defending this guy for right. hitting women and blah, blah, blah. And Musburger, I thought, would come back on and apologize. Well, Musburger went right back on the defensive and said, no, I think what he did was horribly wrong, as most of us do. But he says, I believe in second chances. And to this day, people are calling for Musburger to be fired or for ESPN to do something. So your thoughts on what happened there? Well, no one's allowed to have an opinion unless it's the opinion that somebody else likes. Yeah. It's so, ridiculous. I mean, I, I, what Mixon did was reprehensible. It was horrible. As a matter of fact, if I were with that team, I would have kicked him off. You can have a second chance elsewhere. Oh. But Oklahoma decided to keep him there, which is that was their choice, right? Yeah. And the other thing is he's going to get uh, reprimanded in the NFL because he's not going to be a first-round draft pick now. He's going to lose money by either being a free agent or a seventh or sixth-round draft pick, and it's going to cost himself money. So he's going to pay for this his entire life in some way or form or fashion. But for people that are just, you know, want Brent Musburger gone, I just don't get it. Brent Musburger is an institution in America. He's a sportscaster who had an opinion, and he didn't defend hitting a woman. He defended giving a guy a second chance. And if people listen to what he said, which they didn't, there you go. Yeah, and you know this whole idea of second chance. I agree. People should get second chances. No but thirds, though. I don't believe in thirds. <laughs> I'll give them a second. 
Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Thirds maybe, fourths maybe. Skip every other one. No, go. no. Second chances are, are a wonderful thing, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to, like you said, have problems with that through your entire life. It's it's just like the whole like, notion of free speech doesn't I mean you can say whatever you want without any ramifications. And, and ramifications yeah. You're gonna be it, but but you have to speak out for it. And and Brent Messberger, for good or bad. You know, talked about. It. I, I I have no problem. I'm glad he didn't opinion. apologize. I get tired of the yeah. stale apology where people say something and they have to come back and apologize. He stuck to his guns. So whether it gets him in trouble or not, at least he stuck to his guns. The other big media story was your Giants are in the news this week. Oh, uh, going to Miami? Going to Miami on their off day. Everybody's up having a conniption fit, as my dad would say, <laughs> over these guys going to Miami and partying with Justin Bieber on a boat on their day off. It's uh, the Biebs, man. <laughs> <laughs> but you know the media is just—they're calling. I don't—I don't know what they're calling for because they're upset that the Giants did this on their day off. What are, what are they supposed to do? I mean, you can't lift weights, you can't work out and run sprints twenty-four-seven. Uh, maybe it's not the smartest thing to do, but to do. But it's not like they did something horrific. And I tell you what, every time if they lose this week to the Packers, that's all you're going to hear about from the Giants media and NFL fans is that you know. Odell Beckham Jr. and Sterling Shepard, all of them went to Miami and weren't prepared for the game. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do on a Monday? Sports is supposed to, it's a, it's a job, but you're supposed to enjoy it. On your day off, do what you want. I mean, if, if they were out there, you know, taking drugs and, and, you know, soliciting prostitutes, illegal things like that, that's one thing. But if they're going down to South Beach and enjoying some weather, trying to get a little warm on their back after going, you know, they're going to go to Green Bay next week, yeah. you know, why, why not? And, and think of they, they flew a private jet. They probably got a lot of sleep back and forth on the jet. And, and again, I, I just think the media just overplays this, but the New York media is going crazy. Uh, and I don't get it. I don't understand. I think people have the right to, to live their lives. It, so it's the same notion, I think, that when you score, you're not allowed to celebrate, yeah. <laughs> you know, because they didn't do it back when Vince Lombardi did it in 1960 or when Bronco Nagurski did it back in the 30s. Yeah. Times change. Let these guys celebrate. Make it fun. Make it a show. Wayne and Garth said it best. Live in the now. Yeah, Remember man. That? Live in the now. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. Uh, NCAA title games coming up. Clemson and Alabama repeat from last year. Uh, I think the, everybody but the people from Alabama are rooting for Clemson. Um. I'm sort of torn because I don't really like Bama, but I respect this, the work that Lou Saban's oh, done. Oh, he's a great coach and it's a great program. It I just... would like Clemson to win because I would like the ACC to finally get its due. The ACC has turned into maybe the second best conference in, in the United States, second or third right now, because you have Clemson, you have Florida State, which took out Michigan, yeah. and you have uh, Louisville. You know, yeah. and, and you have a couple of other programs in there as well. And the thing that happened, you know, that the media again, since it's the media show we talk about, is that Lane Kiffin left, but, you know, or left, or got kicked out, or fired, or, <laughs> or moved, or whatever. In the middle of after the after the semifinal, he's no longer the offensive coordinator. So the media is having a field day with Kiffin going to Florida Atlantic. Uh, both of them are Saban and Kiffin. Both have different opinions on on what happened and what transpired. But again, the media is not going to leave this alone. I firmly believe it gives Alabama a perfect excuse if they lose. Oh, Kiffin left and it caused problems. Or if they win, we didn't need him anyway. So Alabama sets themselves up looking better either way. Yeah, a lot of reports. Uh, Bill Plaschke wrote, I think it was Plaschke, wrote a piece a couple of days ago talking about the history of Lane Kiffin and how he he was unceremoniously you know, left on a tarmac, I think, when he, when he was ki- <laughs> kicked out of USC and all the others, but also his maturity. Yep. And his lack of maturity in handling this, apparently. He was late to a meeting. You know, you're the 
assistant coach, you should not be late to a meeting. This is a story, actually, that I think is worthy of, of coverage because it's a national title game. It's a oh, coach it's, leaving. It's all the others. Whereas the thing going to Miami, who cares? You know, like we talked about 10, 20 years ago, no one would have really talked about Well, in New York, they would have. Yeah. <laughs> New York, they would have. But it's big news. I mean, it's going to be a big game, I think, Monday night. It's good for football. I mean, Clemson, Alabama repeat two national teams. Uh, I look forward to that game. Yeah, I don't have any idea who's going to win that one. I am not a UFC fan, as you know. Um, but I, I will. The big other news coming out of media is that Ronda Rousey lost, and you know everybody's up in an uproar, and, and there's people everywhere. Oh, I'm glad she lost. She was bad for the sport. And I, I want to tell the UFC fans, you don't have a lot of stars and name recognition nationally when you're most popular. By, uh, whatever they are, fighters lose, right, fighters. and maybe no longer in the UFC. It's not a good thing for a sport that's trying to grow and accumulate uh, numbers. No, not at all. I mean, <laughs> I, I I can name. One person in in the sport UFC, Ronda Rousey and Conor McGregor. All right. Well, on the men's side, yeah. yeah. Sorry, and there's I mean, also big Adam Bigfoot Silva, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. The reason I know is having written the Bigfoot book. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd see his name come up all the time. All but right. no, those guys are out there. Yeah, but you know, maybe that's good for the sport though too. Because remember when women's basketball first came out, it was I remember remember Louisiana Tech. Yeah. Remember how good oh, they yeah. were? It was Louisiana Tech and Tennessee. Then it was Tennessee. And then now I think I think Connecticut rolling over over the last four years. But I think you can argue now that the talent pool is significantly better. I you know, so. I think I think it would be good for women's basketball for Connecticut to lose. I think it, it brought them some good attention, yeah. but I think to lose. Uh, UFC maybe the talent's just getting that much better. It must be, but I just I still think you have to have some star power. And, oh, and, absolutely. And, and Rousey being in movies, a very pretty woman. Uh, had some really, you know, national following. If she's not longer in the sport and lose, keep it. You know, you want to be careful what you make fun of when you, when you, in in, in certain instances. And I think this might be one because UFC is changing hands and a lot of stuff happens. So. You know, and the and the whole pay per view notion. I mean, I used to buy. I used to be a huge boxing fan. You Sixty could, bucks for forty seconds. Right, but what 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 they don't realize also is although if you're a real boxing fan, you're watching those preliminary yeah. matches, and there's some really great box. I bet that night there were some nice matches. Yeah. So they didn't spend that for forty seconds, but still. It's like I would never buy a Mike Tyson fight back in his day because, <laughs> you, knew you know, a minute in, boom, gone. There you go. Yeah. Uh, other media news, things on, on your list over there, Joe. Uh, well, we've been talking about uh, TV and the bowl games a little bit. And um, the bowl game, the semifinals, I think they both had about not, just over 19 million people watched. Yeah, they were up from last year, but not as good as two years ago. Yeah, because two years ago, I think it was 28 million, yeah, yeah. which, well, first time ever, just significant. 19 still pretty good. Yeah. But, you know, I was looking at some of the bowl, other bowl games as far as what the ratings were. After that game, the number one game after the playoff games, which aren't really bowl games, uh, was uh, the Rose Bowl, Rose Bowl which, is which was a, a tremendous game. game. And then the uh, Florida State and Michigan the, in the Orange Bowl. Yep. Those two, after that, it just drops in half. I mean, Louisville and LSU and the Citrus Bowl at about $6 million. Um, the Music City Bowl of all had five million. <laughs> After that, it was all down to four. But think of that about these bowls. Uh, one of our uh, uh, friends of mine was down at the Miami Beach Bowl, which was Tulsa Central Michigan University. And Ooh, I, exciting! And he was posting from it Facebook, and uh, Bob Martin. You, I don't yeah. know if you remember him. No. And I was like, Bob, th the place looks like it's empty. 
and, and apparently it must have been. It was like a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. It only drew 794,000 people to watch this game. You had the Potato Bowl, you know, 1.1, the Hawaii Bowl, 1.3, the Bahamas Bowl, 1.3, and the, uh, the Boca, I guess that's in Boca Raton Bowl with Western Kentucky and Memphis at 1.5. There's all these bowls that I don't think anybody cares about. Uh, there was like there's 40 bowls, 41 counting the NCAA championship game. Yeah, there's way too many, and there's half of them are, are six and six. There's a five and seven. Uh, I think Mississippi State was five and seven, got in a bowl. I mean, because they didn't have enough six teams that were 500. Yeah, they need to cut that in about half, and I think they would. Uh, it'd be a lot better for the entire uh, NCAA football. Yeah, because it costs a lot. There was a book years yeah. ago, Death to the BCS, where it talked about all the money that teams. Most of the teams lose money going in. Yeah. And actually, you know, I'm actually I work for Land of Ten. And uh, one of our writers, Rachel Lindsay, did a piece today about how much the assistant coaches for for uh, Michigan got just for being reaching the bowl game. The assistants combined got seven hundred thousand dollars, seven hundred thousand dollars. That's not even including you know their head coach Jim wow. Harbaugh and all the other expenses for hotels and this and that. You know they may have gotten ahead because they were in a big enough bowl, but most bowls. Yeah, you lose money you, most when you have to take your band and all that stuff out there. And you're required you can, to buy a certain number yeah. of tickets. You're required to bring your band. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. NFL playoffs start this weekend. Uh, uh, ESPN supposedly is going to lose $75 million because of the way that the, it's got slotted out. I saw that today. Well, they used to allow the networks to pick the games they wanted, and now the commissioner just says, you get this, you get that. Because I think everybody wanted this week the Giants-Packers game. Yeah. I think that – don't you think that's well, the biggest this, game of the week? And this, Yeah, that's definitely the biggest game of the week. That'll actually – I think it'll do 35 million in viewers. And nobody wants the 3 o'clock Saturday game because people still have things to do. Right. The Saturday night game is fine. The Sunday noon game is traditional. And then the late the late afternoon uh, Sunday game is the, is the big money game. And I think they've got it lined up how the NFL wanted it. But ESPN not happy with getting Houston and uh, Oakland, who are down to like their second and third string quarterback. So. Yeah, I mean, they had what Connor Cook, I think, is the quarterback there, the former Michigan uh, quarterback, and uh, against Brock Os- Osweiler. Yeah, I know. What a what a great matchup. You've so. got a, a Raiders team that arguably, you know, a good case for probably Derek Carr being MVP this oh, year, yeah. right? Yeah, they went from a two seed home team to a five seed road team that you know is going to get lucky to get by the Texans on uh, on Saturday. <laughs> lucky to get by Brock Osweiler. Wow. <laughs> Uh, Duke Hoops, uh, as you know, last night, uh, Mike Krzyzewski coached his last game for a month, go to back surgery. The indefinite suspension, which caused a media uproar. They thought Grayson Allen might be out for a while. One game. One game. Yeah, I clearly have to go back and uh, read through my Merriam-Webster because I thought indefinite meant, I guess it means indefinite that it could be one game, (laughs) I guess, but... Indefinite typically means multiple games, or maybe the entire season, unless I say otherwise. Well, and you think about Coach K. Everybody loves Coach K. He seems to do the right thing. Team USA, gold medals, national championships, has never really been in trouble there. You you give him credit. He comes out, indefinite suspension for Grayson Allen. They lose a game, and now he's back. You know, the optics, as they like to say, do not look good on this one. Uh, So I I don't get it. I mean, to me, indefinite has got to be three games minimum. Well, he's he's got an, for, for all the accomplishments he's done, and arguably maybe the best coach in the last what twenty years, maybe. Yeah. Um, he's got amazingly thin skin. Yeah. This is somebody who, if you question things like now yeah. in this situation, I know what indefinite is. This is a guy who took a beat writer, a college beat writer, and just lambasted him in front of the entire team, just ripping into him about I think it was about fifteen, eighteen years ago because he wrote something negative about Duke. Uh-huh. This is a college kid who's trying to learn. You know, so I mean, this uh, everybody keeps trying to paint this guy as grandpa, and there was a piece in SI a few years ago about that. 
But he's not. No. Although I know he's beloved among his players and others, but he's a control freak too. There you go. Uh, the other surprising news, I think, out of the sports world this week, I don't know how much you've, you saw this, Minnesota football. That's Minnesota, University of Minnesota, Golden Gopher football. Yep. Their coach goes 9-4, and four, wins the second consecutive bowl game, and then they right. fire the poor guy. Clays, right? Dennis, yeah. I, Dennis Clays, Tom yeah. Clays, something like that. I, when I saw that, I'm like, well, they just won a bowl game at nine and four. That's Minnesota. I would think at nine and four in Minnesota, you'd be like jumping up and down. But wow. Well, there's a reason for that. Well, he supported the kids that right. were uh, uh, allegedly in the sexual misconduct event. But you know, most coaches are going to support up front first, and then they can always retract if they find out the details. And it really, if you remember right, how the how the how the, the events came out was, yeah, I'm going to support my kids. Then the details came out, which were horrific. If you read if you read that thing, it's unreadable, and don't right. read it if you're under 18 for sure. Uh, then he kind of backtracked a little bit, and the, and the players did too. They said, oh, I didn't know it was that bad. Right. And then everything. So I would have probably done something where, yeah, you know. A, a fine or a reprimand or something, but to let the guy go, to me, it's going to be tough to get somebody to come in there to take over with that with what happened. Yeah, well, they're angry because he had the audacity to have an opinion oh, other yeah. <laughs> than theirs, right? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, they're having trouble because they're trying to get the Western Michigan coach. Was it T.J. Fleck, I think? T.J., yeah. Yeah. Um, he, um, he apparently doesn't want it. I, He's waiting was, another year. I would wait another year, too. And they're also the Navy head coach. They're looking for him, too. Yeah, I like that guy. They, yeah. uh, but who knows if he wants to leave Navy for – the outgoing quarterback at Minnesota, I forget his name, said, I don't know why anybody would come, come here because this place is toxic. Yeah, Jerry, talk- yeah, Jerry Kill said he would never step back on the campus of, yeah. of the University of Minnesota, and that's a guy who was there for a long time. So Exactly. All right, other things on your list over there, Joe. we got a few minutes left here on uh, podcast okay. number 15. I guess a couple of things. One is uh, I continue to be fascinated with the changes in media. Um, I think a million people live stream the Rose Bowl. We've we've talked about how uh, yep. you know people are now looking at Twitter and all the other different things, or sort of like what we're doing right now. Yep. Who knows if it's going to be on Facebook? You know, some yeah, of we these got games. A few people watching on someday. Facebook. Hello out there. <laughs> hey, and uh, you know, I, th- I think this is going to be a year where some bigger changes are made. You know, don't you think? I agree. I think so. TV's changing and media's changing, and we'll see what happens. And also, there's the uh, Colin Kaepernick won the award for the 49ers. He yeah. was the inspirational player for the. Um, and if there, I, I guess the fellow t- his teammates appreciated the stand he took, even if a lot of other people did not. I wonder if they appreciated it because he took the stand, but they don't. They don't appreciate what the stand was for. Could be. Uh, that's the only way I think they can vote for that because there's no way because it caused way too much undue pressure. Now they got to get a new coach, a new general manager. They're going to start over now. They're going to have to get a new quarterbacks. So I, I I think that that's what happened. At least I, I want to believe that. I, I don't think those guys could actually have voted for him for believing in that as well. Well, he inspired them to win two games. This they year. did. They won two big two games. Two and fourteen. Ooh, they are <laughs> pretty awesome. Our own EIU, where uh, uh, quarterback uh, Jimmy Garoppolo has been in trade talk rumors. Lots of them, uh, yeah. After the season, a lot of people are thinking that Jimmy G will get traded for uh, maybe to the uh, Browns, uh, Colts, not called Browns or Bears, have been uh, mentioned as possible destinations. So be interested to see what happens to Mr. Garoppolo. Yeah. And by the way, Mike uh, Mike uh, Greenberg at uh, ESPN, it's Garoppolo, not Garoppolo, as you've called him for the past five years. It's Garoppolo. No, oh, he's usually on the mark, but we'll, we'll give him that one there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And you know what? I've been hearing a lot of references to Tony Romo and EIU and Garoppolo. You know, we have a lot of – EIU gets a lot of play for a little school here. There could be an EIU backup quarterback Super Bowl easy. 
Uh, I was thinking about that. It could be Cowboys Patriots rather easy. They both get hurt and somewhere in the game. Yeah. We got yeah, we got ourselves at EIU. So yeah, you would definitely EIU be, fest. So I hope it isn't those two teams, but that's you know right, 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 right. We want Steelers Giants, right? Oh, absolutely. Can you imagine the podcast before Steelers Giants Super Bowl? We'd be at fisticuffs in here. Joe. We'd have to do it from other cities. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be in Matt Toon. I'll be here, and we'll just have somebody in here taping us up. There you go. The other thing I'd like I just to get your opinion on a couple of big name college players, uh, McCaffrey and Fournette, opted not to play in their bowl games. Uh, to prepare themselves for the NFL draft so they wouldn't get hurt. Your thoughts on that? Well, I, get, I, I don't get upset when people make decisions that I disagree with. I would not want to sit out my team's bowl. I realize the Sun Bowl, which got, what, maybe 2 million people watched it. No one cares about Stanford. I even got who they played. Um, and, and Fournette, who's arguably the largest one, and they played a bigger game against Louisville. But still, you have, you're having players get hurt, like the tight end for Penn State. He was going to be a first-round draft pick. Yeah, Jake Bett. Oh, Jake Bett. Yeah. yeah, you're right. So he was he was he was going to be a first-round draft pick, and then now he's you know who knows what's going to happen. He's probably going to be a later. It's costing them money. So do you go and play, or do you look at it for yourself? Because these guys are putting themselves out there, and sure, they're getting a college education, and I think that's fine. But you have the university making money off this bowl. You have the college. You have you, the, the networks, networks are yeah. making the coaches the seven hundred thousand dollars. So what does the player get in play this extra game? Nothing. <laughs> they get a Although bag. You, of, you, they get a T-shirt. <laughs> you may have your career taken away there. Yeah. Well, I think Notre Dame's the, the Smith kid last year from Notre Dame that got hurt in the right. playoff game. Really. And I'm not justifying, but if he wants to make that choice, that's their choice to make. Yeah, I, I think it's their choice. I think people were really you know going after those two guys a little bit too much. But I mean, you know, it's their life. Now I understand Fournette comes from a, a, a poor background where maybe he definitely needs right. money. Now McCaffrey's dad played in the NFL for 13 years. So oh yeah, he can't use that excuse. I'm assuming they have a dollar or two. No, no. And there's a, I forget there was one or two other players that declined to play yeah, too. Yeah, the, the Baylor running back who probably won't even be drafted set out. So that was kind of <laughs> that was really weird. I don't know why. <laughs> I guess he didn't want to take a chance. But. Yeah, he doesn't want to ruin his <laughs> six round choice chance. There though. you go. That's all I have on my list today. Welcome back. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year to you. It's uh, Hopefully it's an even better one. So we'll do a podcast each week for this semester here on the campus of EIU with the Sports and Media Show. We'll also do Facebook Live when we can. Hope you enjoyed it out there. We'll uh, see how many uh, viewers we got after this. So, Joe, have a great day. I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. Have a good one, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. Check back weekly for the next show. This is the sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports.